those big wins come from when your product is seen with significant talent on the screen in an appropriate way and consumers react to that and they see your other marketing messages out there and all that comes comes together to encourage that customer to then go buy your product, which is at the end of the day, kind of what we're all after, I guess. Welcome to Marketing Mistakes and How to Avoid Them. Here's your host, Stacy Jones. I am so happy to be here, and I want to give a very warm welcome to Gary Moore today, who is joining us from Austin on behalf of Dell to speak about their product placement program. Gary has nearly 30 years of experience in the entertainment, high-tech, medical, and aviation industries, and I've known Gary from his involvement with IRMA, the Entertainment Resources Marketing Association, an industry product placement organization where he has been quite instrumental in running it in the last four years as the vice president. Gary's a little different from the majority of our product placement agency clients in that he doesn't just oversee Dell's product placement program with the assistance of an outside agency during the heavy lifting. He actually runs the program in-house at Dell, handling global product placement and branded entertainment, and has been incredibly instrumental in obtaining each and every single product placement exposure the brand has received. I've always enjoyed speaking with Gary about the state of the product placement industry and gaining so much insight from his point of view from the brand side that I wanted to make sure that you had that same opportunity to learn today. I wanted Gary to join our marketing mistakes and how to avoid them podcast to specifically talk about how Dell has created such a powerhouse of a product placement program and glean some additional information on what his advice is for companies who are interested in leveraging this fantastic marketing practice for their own brands. There's a lot involved in crafting such a program, way more than just sending out products like computers and keeping your fingers crossed, hoping they're going to show up on screen. And there are a lot of mistakes you can make that Gary's experience and advice can help protect you from. Today, we're gonna to talk about the magic sauce that Dell has managed to capture through their product placement marketing successes over the last decades. We'll learn what has worked, what maybe could have been avoided if you're doing this yourself and where other brands are missing the mark in this lovely world of entertainment marketing we all live in. Gary, welcome. Thanks, Stacy. I really appreciate that. I will uh, work hard to live up to that introduction that you made. Of course. Well, we're so happy to hear have you here today working with us and the brands and the agencies that are listening in. You've been working in and then overseeing the product placement program at Dell for the last 10 years. Can you tell us a little bit about your background, how long you've been at Dell, and how you transitioned over and became so involved with the product placement world? Sure, absolutely. I've, uh, I've been doing the product placement at Dell for about 10 years. I've, I've owned that, that team now for the last five or six, but I've been at Dell a little over 20 years, which now that I say that sounds, sounds kind of daunting. The, uh, the early part of my career was a variety of marketing roles at Dell, all centered around the products that we sell. I was a marketing manager for desktops and notebooks and uh, mostly on the consumer side of the business. Um, a couple of the brands that, that have become extinct and a couple of the, of the new brands that are out there. But it's been a great, great 20 years at Dell. I've learned a lot about both the industry and the, and the product line that we sell and the last 10 years on the product placement team, all that product knowledge has come in very handy and making sure we put the right things in the right places. Okay. What have been some of your biggest successes in the years since you began working with Dell for product placement initiatives? You know, that's a great question. Biggest successes. We, we like, you know, we like to think everything we do is successful or at least we try and position it that way. But there are a couple of things that have stood out over the last four or five years. In 2016, Dell was named the most visible brand at the box office by a company 
concave brand tracking. They track all product placement in, in the, at, at the movies. And in that year, Dell had better placement, I won't say better, had more placement than any other brand, not just in the computer industry, but across all, all categories. And we were extremely proud of that. But then I guess we'd have to point to maybe um, the Big Bang Theory. The Big Bang Theory has been a great show for Dell since its very first episode. Season one, episode one, the lead character uh, played by Jim Parsons was on a Dell computer and has been all the way up through the current season 12. It's been a great show for us. The show is incredibly popular. But one of the best things about it is the employees at Dell love that show. They love our presence in that show and it energizes the employee base as well as uh, we hope our customers. So you're achieving product placement there, not just for your consumer base. You're actually using product placement to motivate and inspire and have just teams get actually excited in-house at Dell. Absolutely. I mean, I think we have to be honest and say we certainly didn't start out with that goal. But, but one of the things that has happened over the last decade is it's become clear that the employees within Dell love the fact that they get to see our products when they turn on the television or go to the movies. I get emails all the time from people within the company around the world who want to tell me about the great placement they just saw or the episode, they went to a movie and their family pointed out that their father worked or mother worked on that, that product. And so it's, it's been really great for the employee base as well. Well, that's great for you too. I mean, how many of us have jobs out there where you get such great feedback that what you're doing is actually exciting other people? You know, it's one of the best parts about my job. I I frequently go around the company and present uh, about our product placement program and what we do. We show a sizzle reel of some of our best placements from the previous year. Everyone's always extremely excited and loves, loves to see that. That's awesome. And the fact that Concave identified you guys as having the most product placement out there of anything, of anyone, of any type of category or brand, that just is a massive feather in your hat as well. We were really proud of that. Yeah, we were really proud of that achievement. That's great. So what has been, you know, you mentioned Big Bang, but theory, Big Bang Theory, but what's been your most fun project you've ever worked on so far? I've been thinking about that all morning, and that's a, that's a really hard question. Um, one of the great things about what I get to do at Dell is that every one of these projects is different, right? So I'm lucky that I get to work on some of the biggest movies that, that show up in the box office. And I get to start working on them really early before they're actually known to the public a little bit. Um, the Big Bang Theory has certainly been a huge one for us, but we've been involved in, in many of the, the tier one films over the last four or five years, the Marvel films, the Sony films that have been big box office hits. And I think that, you know, at the risk of sounding campy, just, just walking into the theater and watching a movie and seeing that Dell computer on the screen and knowing that I helped make that happen it's just been really exciting and fun. So with all of those deals, I mean, you guys, you're everywhere. You have so many different TV shows, so many different feature films. You know, I think the outside world's perspective is, wow, you pay a lot for all of that exposure. And I'm not saying that there's not dollars that might be out there or co-promotional partnerships and things along the lo- those lines. But I, I, when we've been talking, a lot of your success has been through strictly loan trade out of computers. Is that right? 
Yeah, a lot of people that I run into think that we uh, must have a huge staff and spend boatloads of money, and neither is true. <laughs> Um, almost everything we've done at Dell and product placement um, from the beginning has been a uh, product that we've loaned to the production company. Uh, it's grown. It certainly started out as a challenge um, when we didn't have big budgets to go play pay placement fees, but, but we, we hung in there and we've been really good about that the whole time of our, of our program. One of the big successes that we've made is we've built great relationships in the industry. And so we've worked really hard to make sure we, we know the people like prop masters and set decorators and studio production resource people. And we've been working with them for years. They trust us. They know we have a great product line. They know we're reliable. And it's that reputation, I think, that has, that has helped make us as successful as anything. Yeah, we talk with a lot of brands about the fact that they need to have a consistent footprint in Hollywood in order to actually build their own reputation, in order to actually have people know who they are so that the brand becomes top of mind. And, you know, you've certainly made Dell top of mind when there's a production going in to start filming, they're going to think, oh, we should have to reach out to Dell to see if we can work with them. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. And I think you're right. I think, um, I think there are two things about that. One, we've worked hard to make sure that the industry um, knows about us and knows that we're reliable and that we're going we're gonna to do what we say we do. Also, we have a, an excellent product line um, that, that is very applicable in this space. And I certainly can't take credit for that. We have a huge team of people at Dell that are devoted to creating best-in-class products. And you couple that with, with our reputation of being easy to work with and quick to the table, and it's just been a winning combination. It's funny, you were talking about... Um, uh, people, uh, you telling people they need to have a good footprint. I was actually having dinner just the other night with some folks who represent a new client, a product placement. And this particular client was telling them that they really only wanted to be in one or two films every year. And they wanted it to be, you know, the big films of the year. And the, the message to them and the lesson that they have to understand is it doesn't work that way. A, none of us can predict which film is going to be the big one in 2020 and go work on that. But you have to be available to everybody all the time. And you have to, you have to put your products out there. You have to let people know that, that when they need help, you're there to help them. And, and doing more is, is really the best way to make sure that you, you are in that top one or two movies of the year. Yeah, and that I cannot reiterate more. That is, I'm so happy you just said that because we preach that all of the time. We have brands who come to us and they're interested in, you know, just one big feature film, one big TV show. And it's going to cost them so much more money yes. to go it that route than to actually come up with an inventory, come up with a product line, make it available, become very proactive in Hollywood, allow people to get to know and learn about their brand. And now saying all that, it has to be also a brand that, you know, electronics are very TV and film friendly. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. There's a lot of things that might category-wise not be quite as a good fit, but there's so much that is. So I wish more brands would follow in your footsteps in that. And the other thing you have, you know, in sort of general being being a good good corporate citizen is that prop master that you work with today on that small independent film in two years might be the prop master on the next Marvel, you know, Superman, uh, you know, Iron Man movie. <laughs> you never you never know. You never know. And they are there forever. I mean, once they become part of the union, I mean, 
what all of y'all listening also don't understand is the prop masters, the set decorators, the transportation, you know, they're all parts of unions, but these are not just unions. These are families where their grandfathers, their fathers, their sons, their wives, their daughters, they're all involved. It is, it goes back generations. Yeah, we've, we've, we've been working with prop masters that are in the same family for, for the whole time Dell's been doing placement, almost 20 years now, yeah. that uh, a father hands down to a son, hands down to a daughter. You know? yeah. Agreed. So well, you mentioned this a moment ago, you know, that people might assume that you have a really big in-house team to support your program. And I think people are going to be a little surprised when you say the numbers here. Yeah, there are only two of us. Uh, it's just me and uh, Debbie Adams, uh, the woman who makes up the other half of the product placement team. Um, when we do, we manage our entire product placement globally around Dell. Now, having said that, I, I think we also have to be fair and say that, you know, we are lucky and that we do have the support of a very large global company and brand behind us. So while it is certainly just the two of us working on the day-to-day -day placement activities, we have teams that, that help support that. We have teams that help us, you know, ship and manage inventory. We have teams that help us um, make, you know, get products if we need them. So there are certainly a lot of people at Dell that, that step up to the plate to help us. But at the end of the day, um, yeah, there are two of us on the team. Yes, and with those two, there's still, you know, cords that need to be restocked and computers exactly. that are returned. Yeah, turning on units. Yeah. Yeah, computers uh, are uh, always, always need something at the last minute. They need another power cord. They need a, they've lost the power cord that you sent them um, or they need a second one. So it, it helps to have a, a, a big industry behind you, a big company behind you that can, that can pull the triggers on all those things. But, right. uh, but you have to have a couple people on the, on the front lines. Well, do you have a set inventory that you work with or, you know, you mentioned that you have this team that will, you know, send out, do you, do you pre a lot and have an idea on a yearly basis of how many projects you want to work on, how many computers you need and how do you kind of maintain that entire process so it's just not Hollywood gone hog wild? Yeah, that's a good question. And it's, it's, it's complicated at, at Dell. We're, we're a big company, um, but I don't. I don't have a set inventory that I'm allotted each year. I, I, I'm lucky that I can sort of order what I need um, for whatever show or film that, that we want, that we choose we want to work for. Dell has some, some interesting processes behind the scenes that allow those products to be used other ways when they come back. So we, we loan that gear out to production companies. When they're done with it, we ask for it back. And it flows back through the Dell world and is used in a variety of different ways that, that help sort of offset its original cost. Okay. Do you end up having a lot of production contacts, um, production contacts that actually ask you if you can let them keep the inventory? We do. It's, it's, it's a common request that we field. Um, there are other people um, in the placement business that, that make, make that product available to the to people on the, on the set when they're done. We've chosen not to do that for the primary for two primary reasons. One, we have this ability to reuse that gear in a variety of ways that help us offset the cost of, of using it to begin with. But secondly, the gear that we place on set is sent out without any warranty support. So if something happens to that product, they come to me and then I engage teams at Dell to solve that problem. But if, if it were to transfer off to uh, a person on the set after the film, 
that product isn't supported and we don't think that would be a good customer experience. We don't think it would ultimately make everybody happy. So we think it's best that that gear comes back to us. We control it. We own it the entire time. We control it through the whole process. And uh, we would rather help uh, our, our, our friends out there in the industry get our product by other ways. We agree. Our standard practice for our clients is to send something out, receive it back, inventory it, and then it goes on to another production to keep that life going. And we do move some stuff between, uh, if, if the timing's correct, we do move product between production companies um, to, to help, help that also. Um, our, our number one goal is to make sure the production companies have the right product for the right need when, when they want it, when they need it. Awesome. So with product placement, and there's so many different things you can do. You can work with TV shows. You can work now with streaming video on demand with Netflix and Hulu and Amazon. You can work with feature films. You can do music videos. There's other branded content opportunities. What is it that you at Dell are doing? Are you doing everything? Are you focusing on a couple of these things? Yeah, it's a great question. We are, you know, I'm sure people have been able to say this throughout the years, but we are in the age of great content. It's, it's coming at us from all directions. It's no longer just, you know, three networks and the movie studio. And so it's a challenge for us to, to try and, and serve all of these different venues. We try and participate in most of them. We do, we do focus on scripted content. So we, we, tend to, we tend to only place products in scripted film and scripted TV. Now that TV could be a lot of avenues. It's no longer just the networks anymore. It's those streaming services that you mentioned. It's Netflix, it's Hulu, it's DirecTV. Um, those services are providing uh, great content and are, are attracting great talent and getting, getting great exposure. So we try and go wherever that need is, but we do, we do tend to focus on that scripted content just because we wanna make sure that our brand is presented in the, in the best light and that we're not associated with something that may, may affect that brand. And so we try and keep a little, little control on it that way. And with feature films, do you end up working, do you think, with more blockbuster studio films or more independents? So raw numbers, we work with more independents. Um, I don't, that's not necessarily an objective. It's just the way the industry shakes out, right? I mean, uh, you know, the top 100 films each year account for something like 95% of the global box office. So, um, and we, we certainly do, uh, do more films than, 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 than just those ones that show up in that box office. So we, we don't, um, we know that's not really a, we don't really distinguish between is this going to be a feature film or is this going to be an independent? A, you don't always know, right? There have been some small films that have been, went on to be huge box office successes. Um, certainly the expected box office is one of the criteria that we think about when we make a placement decision, but it's not the only one. It's not the only one. What we're looking for is quality content that represents and supports the Dell brand. Okay. And when you're getting in a film, do you have to read every script or, you know, do you and Debbie do that? Do you look more at synopses? Yeah, we, um, we sort of draw the line in the sand that says, if you want us to, to learn you equipment for this film, you need to let us vet that script. And, and, the, the only reason we do that is we want to make sure that it's a, a good fit for the Dell brand. And we turn down more films than we say yes to because we want to make sure that it is a good fit. 
Now, having said that, it hasn't been 100% absolute. There are certainly large scale tier one films that are very protective of that script and don't want that script out. Um, there have been occasions where I've gone to Hollywood specifically for the task of reading a particular script if we thought it was going to be a really big one. So for the most part, we, we do get to vet all those scripts ahead of time. There are certainly exceptions where we can't get our hands on it. And in that case, we rely on the relationships we have with those people that are working on those. And we say, look, you know the kind of things we want to avoid. You know the kind of things we are attracted to. You need to tell me, is this going to be a good fit for us? And I, we trust them. And that's what we love about Hollywood. I mean, all of the people that we're working with and all the people you're working with, when you said earlier that's relationships, that's really what it is. Absolutely. It's, I, I know a lot of industries can say this, but the Hollywood entertainment industry, as big as it is, is a, is a terribly close-knit family. Everybody knows everybody. Yeah, and everyone wants to make sure that they stay in your good graces. They do. They do. There's no point in burning something and then just for the next 20 years, never being able to work with that brand again. Well, that goes back to what you were saying a minute ago about, uh, about brands that, that come to you or, and only want to be in one or two, two projects. That's, that's a recipe for, not necessarily a recipe for disaster, but it's not a recipe for success because you have to build those relationships. Dell started doing product placement in the year 2000 and and one film was done that year. And every year we've grown and gotten bigger and done many, many more projects. And it is, it is purely because we've built great relationships in the industry over the years. So what have been some of the biggest challenges you've had to deal with? You know, um, they're, they're really on two sides of the fence. One is, while there is a benefit to having a big global company behind you, sometimes having a big global company behind you can also be a challenge. We have internal processes that we have to deal with. Um, there's always competition for resources and, and, and dollars to do that. So sometimes that's a challenge. But I have to say, overall, Dell has been incredibly great to us and, and, and really completely supports the product placement business. I guess if I had to narrow it down to one single challenge, it would be the sheer amount of great content that's out there. And I would love to be able to do everything that I'm offered because, because there's such great shows and you never know which ones are going to really bubble to the top and be fantastic, but you have to pick and choose. So I think one of our biggest challenges is working really hard to make sure that we, we pick content that's going to, that's going to work well for us. And then I would also assume a challenge is actually reviewing all of that content and getting your eyeballs on to make sure that you actually see the computers or do you really just wait more so for a word of mouth or how do you figure out what you got from everything? Yeah, that's a really big one. And, and you know, now that you point that out, that may ultimately be our, our biggest challenge. Um, so it happens two different ways. And, and the, the industry is split here between film and TV. With film, it's substantially easier. There are many companies out there, I mentioned one earlier, Concave Brand Tracking, who, who measure the brand presence in all these films. And because only about 100 films make up, you know, 95 or so percent of the box office, it's a fairly, fairly small subset. So somebody like one of these agencies can go out, they can look at all the brand presence in that film, and then we can 
buy that data set from them and, and, and see that exposure. So we can, we can have a really clear picture of what kind of exposure we got in, in the films. For television, it's, it's completely different. There is no, you know, top 100 shows of the year or, or anything. So it's a, it's a real challenge. And what we've had to do for television is pick specific shows that we think were representative of the work we did and have somebody go off and measure measure that that exposure. So we pick a handful of shows every year that we think were representative. We go to go to the a concave of the world and say, go watch these shows, go measure our brand presence and give us an idea of, of what that value number is. Okay. And so, you know, with that measurable, are you looking at being able to report back that, okay, this had value, or do you intrinsically know that it has value? Or is it just that, you know, working in a corporation, so it's always good to have metrics and numbers. Yeah, in a, in a company like Dell, we, 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 we thrive on metrics and we run on metrics and we decide on data. You know, data, data supports every, every decision we make at Dell. We think we, especially data that comes from our customers. And so we certainly want some data, but as you know, it's tough to get accurate data in this, in this business that we're in. But what we can do is we can look at amount of exposure. So it's very easy for me to say I got this many minutes of exposure in that top 50 films of the year, the top 100 films of the year. And I can compare that to how many much exposure my competitors may have gotten. So that's one number that we can look at. Um, and then we can do some, some things that are a little squishier, but we can, we can kind of map that product ex placement exposure to standard ad buy metrics. So what we can say is, if you look at the exposure we got at Dell and product placement, we would have had to go off and spend X number of millions of dollars to get that equivalent exposure. So it's not exact, it's not precise, but it is something that we can look at and we can get some sort of directional tracking over the years, you know, from, from year to year. Um, but it's tough to get an exact number. Then on the other side is you can just, you get, we know we get some benefit from just customers seeing that brand, right? So. We've had some anecdotal evidence over the years where we've had customers reach out to us at Dell because they saw a particular product in a particular movie and asked, where can I get that product or how can I get that product? So we know it affects customers. We know that it affects customers positively. We know it increases their um, uh, intent to think about Dell as a potential customer. We know that it increases sales. It's nearly impossible to make a direct connection to a particular film or TV show and a particular sale on the back end, which is another reason that, that it's a mistake to only pick one or two projects a year. What this is really a brand exercise, right? What we're really doing is, is reinforcing and enforcing the Dell brand and, and making sure that people see that Dell brand and see it in a positive light and see it in an appropriate kind of way. And we know that that ultimately triggers sales. It's very difficult to tie to a specific one. Right. No, that's great. And so you're seeing, you could confidently say, and I can absolutely support this, but you are seeing millions of dollars of advertising value through the programs that you create on a yearly basis. Without question. Yeah. I would say that um, millions of dollars would be on the low end. <laughs> it's a big number. It's a big number. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. Okay. So 
how do you decide which is the right film if you want to actually grow it, if you want to build legs over it, around it, where you want to co-brand and advertise and bring it into retail and digital and print or whatever it might be? Yeah, that's a good question also. And, and it, at Dell, we're lucky again here because we're a very large global company. So when it, when it comes to choosing that avenue, we have a lot of other people at Dell get involved. So it doesn't fall on me to say, hey, here's a good film where we had good product placement in. How do we leverage that around other opportunities? So most of those, we don't do that very often at Dell. When we do, when we do make those decisions, it happens predominantly in our consumer business. And they go off and look at a project and they're looking at, does it support the consumer brand? Does it align with one of their significant initiatives like back to school or holiday? And do they believe that uh, they, can, they can marry that sort of traditional marketing campaign with a particular film project? We've been really successful with that once or twice over the last couple of years. Uh, this last summer, it was Ant-Man and the Wasp. The summer before, it was Spider-Man Homecoming. Both of those, we were fortunate and they featured some, some newly released Dell product that were going to sort of hit the streets the same time that film did. So that's a nice marriage when, when you can make that happen, although that's very complicated on the back end. And so um, when, it, when it comes time to look for those sort of uh, deeper more integrated marketing campaigns. There are a lot of other resources that get involved at Dell to go off and make that decision. Okay. And if you take a step back away from Dell, what brands do you see? I mean, you've been part of, you know, Irma. um, So you're certainly rubbing elbows with a lot of other product placement agencies and brands directly. What brands do you think are doing it right with product placement? Just from what you've seen on TV or film or heard in the industry? Who do you think has kind of figured out this magic sauce for themselves? You know, that's, that's interesting. I, and it's, it's a challenge to, to narrow that down to, to one or two brands because there, there are many brands out there that are doing a great job in a unique way for them. Um, one that pops to mind is uh, uh, Michter's, uh, uh, an alcohol company based out there in Tennessee, they, they don't do near the amount of product placement as somebody like Adele does, but they've, they've really been successful at finding really quality niche programs and opportunities that align very specifically with their brand and their goals. And so they're doing that really well, and it's working really well for them. Um, another company that I think does really well is Under Armour. They've got a really great brand that's come on strong um, in the last in the last years. They're they're everywhere. Their 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 product placement with Under Armour is, is exceptional. They're doing a great job. It's a product that is easily placed with a lot of people. You see Dwayne Johnson wearing an Under Armour T-shirt in, in his most recent movie or whatever. So um, I think they're also doing a great job in in aligning with the what's important to them as a brand and what's happening. Um, at the box office. So I, I think that that's really the key, right? I think I don't think that brands should go out into product placement with this idea that we're just gonna place everywhere. I think they should go look for projects that align with what's important to them about their brand. And, and I think you have to know that before you start, you have to know what's important to you. 
And then there's tons of great content out there that you can align with to go, go reinforce that. That's great. So do you have any words of caution to a brand who's considering product placement? Is there any bear traps that they need to be aware of or just anything that, you know, could help them along the way? You know, there's probably tons of advice I, I could and would give. I, I think number one, I would say, don't be afraid. Um, this is this is something you can do, and you don't have to be a large global company like Dell to be successful at this. Regardless of the size of your brand, I think you should embrace product placement as a key part of your marketing strategy. So just go do it. Don't don't be afraid. Get out there. Find an agency to work with if you're unsure of the territory and go find those people. But the, the number one caution I would give is never overcommit. Start small, make sure you, you know what you want. And when you make a commitment to a, a production or a, a show, work with them closely, make sure that it's a big success and then grow on that. So don't be afraid, jump in and, and make sure you do what you say you're gonna do. That's great, awesome. And then, you know, jumping back a little bit, but how has product placement evolved over the years for Dell? I know you mentioned that, you know, there's a deluge of great content, which I know from our history, there was not always a deluge of that great content out there. Most people know. And now content is coming every direction that one looks. But how has the state of the product placement industry really evolved at Dell? Yeah, that's interesting. I, I think, um, I mean, the most what the most apparent is what you just said in sheer numbers, right? Twenty years ago, uh, eighteen years ago, we did one project that our first year. Um, this year, we're doing literally hundreds of projects. So it has grown in in scale uh, more than anything else, and that's due to two things. One the amount of content that's out there today. You know, um, when, when we started in this business, there, were, there was the movie industry and three networks. And that was it. And so there wasn't nearly as many opportunities. So certainly you can't, you can't ignore scale and the changes that have happened in the last decade in product placement. Uh, the second one is Dell's commitment to, to this. We, we, We've hung in there. We've stayed true to what we what we thought product placement meant to Dell. We saw it as a, you know a piece of the marketing puzzle. We saw it as an important piece of the branding exercise, and we've continued to devote resources to it year after year after year. And I think that's critical. Uh, maybe we could tie back to the question you asked me a minute ago. I think one of the other pieces of advice to the companies is you should plan to go into this for the long term. This is not something that you should you should pitch to your organization as let's go try this this quarter or, or this year because it 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 does take a long time to get established so i think that's the other thing that is that has been a big change for us is in the 18 years that dell have done product placement there have been a very small number of people that have been involved with it we've we've stayed true to it we've hung in there we've committed resources to the industry both in terms of providing uh straight traditional product placement, but we've also been true to the industry of trying to support them in the initiatives that's important to them. I serve on the board of Irma. We sponsor 
something like the Easter Seals Disability Film Challenge. We work with film festivals um, around the country. We, we work with the Motion Picture and Television Fund to, to, to give back to the industry that has been so good to us. And those opportunities have increased also over the years. So I think the biggest change is we just continue to work hard and commit resources and, and be, be a good corporate citizen in the entertainment world. It has certainly paid off well for Dell. Well, thank you. Thank you. Um, wrapping up a bit, are there any big wins for brands? You know, are there any ways that they can win big that you haven't covered besides keeping your foot in the game and being in there? And is there any other advice you would want to give to a brand who's considering launching a product placement program? Yeah, the big win question is 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 tough. Um, I, I don't, and it's because I, I think we want to be cautious about telling a new brand, hey, you know, here's your big win. If you go jump into product placement, you know, you're going to be seen in a tier one movie this year or something, because it doesn't, as you know, it doesn't necessarily translate well or work that way. Um, I, I think that a, a well thought out and well tended to product placement program can be a big win. I don't think it stands as a win on its own. I think it needs to be integrated into your company's overall marketing strategy and marketing plan because those big wins come from when your product is seen with significant talent on the screen in an appropriate way and consumers react to that and they see your other marketing messages out there and all that comes comes together to encourage that customer and then to go buy your product, which is at the end of the day, kind of what we're all after, I guess. Um, but it's, it's, it's very difficult to, to point to a single big win target and go after that. I think you have to look at this as, as part of your overall marketing mix. Any other advice before we wrap up? Yeah, I would say again, don't be afraid, jump in and go do it. Don't hesitate to reach out to, um, to many of the great agencies like yourself that are out there helping brands explore this. Uh, they can help navigate that field. They can help introduce you to those people and begin to build those relationships. Um, but, but commit to it for the long time, enjoy it. It's a lot of fun. It's, it's a fun job to do. You get to interact with a lot of great people and you get to do a lot of fun things. Just go jump in. Well, thank you, Gary, so much. I mean, your advice, your commentary, spot on to everything that I've experienced, certainly. And, you know, really, really enjoyed having you on today. Well, thanks for having me. It's a lot of fun. I love talking about what I do. It's a great industry to be a part of. And uh, let's, let's talk again in the future. Sounds great. Happy to do so. Thank you, Stacey. Thanks, Gary. <laughs>